You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. morning. It's Tuesday, August 2nd. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Glenn, and we have a special two-guest episode today as programs all around the country opened up campus to recruits this past weekend. On today's episode, we're going to talk about two of the biggest visitor weekends. That would be Texas A&M and Miami. So first, to talk about the Aggies and the recruiting weekend they had is Andrew Hattersley of 24-7 Sports, gigum247.com. Andrew, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and giving me some time today. Really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was definitely a busy week and there's something about uh kind of those last weekends of july a&m likes to kind of close out the summer and uh you know now things kind of turn to fall camp but it's it, it definitely was a fun and and kind of busy weekend yeah so you wrote on uh the site that it was a recruiting barbecue at the end of july 2021 so let's rewind a little bit that put the wheels in motion for the aggies to land what was the top class in 2022 and what ended up becoming the top class in 20 uh 24 7 sports history so let's fast forward now to this past weekend and while a and certainly wasn't as high in the rankings going into the barbecue as maybe they would have liked to be. They had some big, yeah. and I mean big, visitors on campus. So let's start out, I guess, with a little bit of foreshadowing. Now, I'm not saying that this barbecue is going to spur a recruiting run like the Aggies had last year, but do you yeah. foresee this past weekend really getting things going for them in 2023 and I guess vaulting A&M into the top 10 or top five where we've been used to seeing them the past few years? Yeah, so I think this was just, it really was the vault, the jolt of momentum that they needed. Um, obviously, getting a couple commitments and targets that they felt like they were close on, but this weekend is kind of enough to push them over the edge as they, as guys kind of, and it, it followed a similar pattern to last year where guys would kind of come in on Friday, set on Friday and, and Thursday and, and go in. So I, I do think now, are they going to push for a top five class? I'm not sure. Maybe that's in the cards for this year because it, it, Looks like it's expected to be a bit smaller of a class, maybe in the twenty to, to twenty-two range. So, but I th- I certainly think getting into the top ten is is certainly attainable. You know, our colleague Steve Wolfong had a had a tweet today on or on Monday about how A and M was second in average ranking per commit behind only Alabama, which speaks to like the level of of commitment they're getting from Bravey and Rogers and Javon Thomas and Anthony Hill obviously helps and Dalton Brooks. And so I think this certainly could be kind of the momentum they needed heading into the the back half of the summer for sure. You know, classes, I feel like, or a lot of classes, usually they like to kind of put a bow on their group as they begin fall camp. And obviously, I'm sure that's starting for AM soon if it hasn't already. Um, I know it's obviously starting for most programs over the next couple of days. Do you think Jimbo Fisher wants to really start to load up this class now before fall camp really gets going? Or do you think they're going to be willing and and able to take some commitments or take some uh, recruitments into the season so they get guys on campus, get guys, you know, over to Kyle Field and, and get them to really, you know, see the atmosphere that Texas A&M is? 
Yeah, so from being being around this program and especially being around Jimbo Fisher, November and December, they've they've always been comfortable taking recruitments into kind of those late fall months, getting closer to the early signing period. Actually, it was it was brought up to Jimbo Fisher, and obviously he can't talk about specific kids, but at SEC Media Days, he was asked about where the class stood, and and even though they were in the 60s, he said we're we're kind of right exactly where we want to be and feel really good about it. And you know, no kids ever signed until the early signing period, and you know, looking at at flips and and guys that they're going to continue to recruit. And so, you know, this staff is going to be very active come November and December, and they do as good a job as any as at closing out closing out cycles in in December and in January and and so I think they're they're not worried at all about where they are right now I think they have all the confidence in the world that they can they can close out on the guys that they need to come late November early December and and even into January any work that they need to do so let's talk about some of the visitors this weekend. And one of the biggest, if not the biggest visitor on campus, and, and really the news of his presence kind of came somewhat out of the blue. It was, you know, it's, it's current USC commit and five-star quarterback Malachi Nelson. You know, it seems like it would take a lot to get him away from USC and Lincoln Riley, especially since he was committed to Riley I'm at Oklahoma and then decommitted and then followed him just to USC. Plus he's from California, obviously as well. But just the fact that he went to A&M, at least to me, shows that he's willing to at least consider them right that flipping isn't necessarily off the table what have you heard about his time in college station and just his overall visit with the program this past weekend from all the indications it sounds like it went very well and you know it's interesting that it came on a weekend when usc was having a huge recruiting event of their own and so to get him on campus to your point is huge and um you know i think in talking with greg biggins as well it's just a program that he wanted to explore and behind the scenes a&m's been involved for a while and you know, they got him on campus Thursday night. The wheels start probably started, you know, murmurs of him potentially visit kind of came in earlier in the day. And, and we were kind of checking on on whether he was in fact going to make it into town. And one of the things mentioned was, you know, USC's big event over the weekend as well. So, you know, I, I think it's certainly notable to get him in on campus this weekend. And, you know, A&M got Zachariah Branch, another USC commit on campus um, in June as well. And so um, right after a, an official visit to to USC that weekend. So, you know, I think it certainly helped in getting him in, in for three days. You know, he stayed, got in Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, um, I think speaks to that that kind of interest that that he has. And, and you know, a is going to be a program to watch moving forward for him. And they had Austin Novoset on campus on Friday as well. It was a bit interesting to have the, to have both of them on campus on the at the same time. But um, it shows that a and really going to push to take a quarterback in this cycle and guy that they can really make a difference with. But, you know, is A&M ready to push for a flip probably right now? I'd say no, but they what they usually try to do is then get a guy back on campus in the fall, maybe get him back on campus for a game and, and kind of work from there and, and see where things go. So, you know, it's going to be something to watch and uh, and see where it goes from here. Another five-star committed elsewhere took part in the festivities for AM this weekend. That's composite five-star Tony Mitchell. He's currently committed to Alabama. What did you hear about his time on campus and any potential of flipping him from the Crimson Tide? Yeah, so I think AM is is always going to kind of be a program to watch for him. He's been on campus many, many times. And, you know, he, another guy that kind of kept his, his visit quieter until he got on campus and, you know, came in with a teammate, another teammate from, from Alabaster. And he really, really likes A&M. And one of the things we heard was A&M was in a, was in a strong spot for him before he committed to Alabama. Uh, now pulling a, a flip from Alabama isn't necessarily going to be easy. So I think, 
you know, that's one that A&M is going to stay on until until the, the end of the cycle and, and really push to maybe get him on back on campus for a game in the fall and 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 try going from there. But, uh, you know, he really, really likes A&M. I, you know, that's something we've always kind of maintained that, you know, he continues to come back for visits and has a close relationship with Jimbo Fisher and TJ Rushing and the rest of the staff as well and, and likes the direction they're heading. But I think for right now, A&M's just trying to stay engaged there and and see where things kind of wind up in, in December because, you know, again, flipping a kid from, from Alabama is not necessarily easy, but um, A&M is going to continue to stay on that one as well. So now, look, it was certainly a successful weekend for uh, yeah. A&M. They landed five-star linebacker Anthony Hill, four-star athlete Dalton Brooks. They started off the 2024 class with four-star defensive lineman Dalen Evans. But from what you've heard about this weekend, do you have eyes on anyone that could potentially be next? You know, Did this weekend make such an impact on X recruit that you wouldn't be shocked to see them land in the Aggies class moving forward? Yeah, so the first one that comes to mind because he, you know, he has a decision date in is set for for Friday is is Darian Gallette and and checking with some sources around him. It it seems to be really close between Texas and Texas A and M. Um, I get the impression he wants to stay closer to home and you know Ohio State's in there as well and and a school he really really likes. But you know, being able to stay close to family is. Uh, is something that's important to him. And, um, you know, Texas was able to get him on campus the final weekend of June and, and had a lot of buzz coming out that weekend. Obviously, that's that was coming off Arch Manning's decision and, and Texas had a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail. But, you know, A&M's just kind of been picking away at, at that one and to get him on campus right before the dead period and before his decision coming on on Friday is is big. You know, Texas is very much still in there. And, and I know there is some some confidence on the Texas side about that. But, you know, he, he wasn't able to make it over to Texas this this week and, and was able to make it into A&M. And so, you know, that's one to kind of monitor over the course of this week. And then TJ Shanahan's another guy that A&M uh, looks to be in, in a strong position for. Others are still pushing LSU, still pushing Texas is in the mix there. So that's another guy, you know, could A&M kind of get momentum going, on, especially on the offensive line after getting Chase Basantis. Those are probably two guys that when we kind of look at, Sheldon Sampson has a decision coming up on Saturday. Um, you know, getting getting him away from, from LSU might be tough, but it, that's another guy that was on campus this weekend. And, you know, Kylan Jackson, I believe, has a decision coming up as well. And so those are a few guys that, we'll, you know, we've certainly got to monitor over the next couple of days and, and see where they go from there. Yeah, A&M, they had a big recruiting weekend this past weekend. They're looking for their efforts to pay off. Andrew Hattersley of 24-7 Sports Gigum, 247.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew Hats with two Ts. Andrew, thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks, Lance. We'll hear more about the weekend's biggest visits when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
A big thanks to Andrew Hattersley of 24-7 Sports Gigum, 247.com for joining me on the podcast. But now we go from the SEC to the ACC when it comes to big recruiting weekends. And I'm happy to be joined by Gabby Yerudia of 24-7 Sports inside the U.com as Miami had some notable visitors on campus as well. Gabby, how are we doing? Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, absolutely, Lance. Thank you so much for having me. Always, uh, always great to come on for sure. So, Gabby, going into the weekend, Miami, they had a lot of momentum on the trail, right? They landed guys like Jaden Wayne, Francis Maui Goa, Malik Bryan, and a few others in July, and they have a top 10 class to show for it, according to the 24-7 Sports Team Recruiting Rankings as we record. And I'm sure these are things that were expected when you bring in Amario Cristobal, right? He was expected to boost Miami recruiting in a big way, and so far, I think he has. So before we get into any specific visitors, what was just the atmosphere like on campus this weekend with commitments, some big uncommitted guys, and some potential flip candidates all descending on Coral Gables? What was, I guess, the energy like for what was really a big week? Weekend for the Canes. Yeah, I mean, it's always great on campus. I, I know Mario Cristobal and his staff, they always do a really good job of, of creating that, right? They do a good job of, you know, greeting guys when they get on campus, of showing a bunch of different guys love. I mean, they're having a pool party. You got coaches diving off the, the high dive, like, you know, where like the Olympic people, you know, it's it's crazy. It's a, it's a really cool scene. And Mario Cristobal, I don't believe, you know, jumped in the pool or did a Mark Rick, uh, you know, <laughs> fall back from the, from the high dive or anything like that. I think Joe Salavea did, uh, Miami's defensive line coach. But he, you know, he was kind of making his rounds, showing love to a lot of different guys uh you know definitely specifically a few got a probably a little bit extra attention lance i'm sure we'll get to a few of those guys but overall i think it was a, a really big event at miami a great way to close out a a strong month of July. Yeah, and we're better to have a pool party than Miami, first and right. foremost. I mean, I mean, if you're going to talk any city in the U.S., Miami is definitely one of those places that you want to go to a pool party. So let's talk about some of those uncommitted visitors, and let's first head to the defensive line. Two guys that I'm sure got a lot of attention, uh, two composite five-star edge guys. They headed over to Miami and Damon Wilson and Samuel Mapemba both from the state of Florida, Wilson from Venice, and Mapemba currently at IMG Academy. What do you know about the experience they had this past weekend, and where are their recruitments now standing after taking in the barbecue at Miami? Yeah, I, I mean, Damon Wilson probably got more love than, you know, almost any other recruit that was there. I mean, I think you can kind of tell the difference. I mean, a lot of committed guys on campus, and, you know, so I think it gave them an, an opportunity to kind of, you know, zero in on those few top targets. And, you know, Damon Wilson was probably, probably the biggest fish there. I think that's a guy that they really, really want, and I think he's a guy that they feel like they have some traction with you know right there in venice uh you know miami miami and mario cristobal have really kind of put a little footprint at img academy that's probably you know half an hour north from venice uh so you know i think mario cristobal is doing a really good job here in the sunshine state and uh damon wilson's definitely a guy that he circled i think that was pretty evident on saturday just the kind of way he was interacting with him and his family so you know i think miami's really in the thick of this i mean they're gonna have to battle the alabamas the georgias uh you know texas all those schools that you know are typically involved with you know five-star edge rushers and i think damon wilson's a guy that rose up the rankings a lot i think he's a guy that who's who's you know going to continue trending up because we think he's a, a big time pass rusher i know in Coral Gables, he's highly valued as well. And since this staff has been here, I think they've really made him a priority. And I think getting him back down to Miami was a, a really, really a big win on a weekend where these prospects really could have gone anywhere, right? Like they could have yeah. gone to any other, any school. And, uh, you know, Damon Wilson decided to make the trek down to, to Coral Gables. So, uh, you know, I think they're feeling pretty good about where they stand, but uh, you've got to keep chipping away. And, and what about Samuel Mulpemba? 
on the other end, because obviously he's a, a highly rated guy, a, a composite five star. And I know another Miami target that I'm sure they're pursuing, as are tons of other schools. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, and Pemba is another guy that they that they feel like really strongly about. And again, uh, with that IMG Academy thing, they kind of had something rolling there. I think they had a uh, seven or eight total guys from the national powerhouse make it down to Miami. You know, a bunch of top 2024s at the program, too. And, you know, and Pemba's a guy that maybe strolled in late after going to Friday Night Lights up in Gainesville. But, uh, you know, Miami and them, you know, they have the one mile radius rule where they can kind of take him one mile off campus. I know they went to go eat with a bunch of the other Miami commits. Again, Miami has Francis Malagoa, a guy he's going to be matching up with every single day in practice. He has Jaden Wayne in his position group now who transferred from the Pacific Northwest to IMG Academy to, you know, refine himself. So, you know, a guy in his position group that's going to be in his ear and, uh, you know, the left tackle and the, really the face of IMG Academy is another guy. And uh, being up at IMG uh, Academy Media Days on Friday, kind of hearing the way Francis is recruiting some of these guys, you know, I think he's going to make it hard for Mpemba to, to say no to Miami. And, uh, you know, I think Saturday again was just another positive step forward in that. That's his third time that he's been down here since uh, since I believe spring ball started. So you know over the past couple months, and you know I think Miami's continue again. I mean a guy that's probably not going to shut things down anytime soon. I think he told Andrew Ivins that he's going to take an official visit to Miami in the fall. So gotta just keep taking those next steps. I think Miami keeps putting their best foot forward in each of these recruitments. And, and one other guy that really piqued my interest when I saw he was visiting was Jerion Dickey, the current Oregon wide receiver commit. You know he was recently named a five star by twenty four seven Sports. Now look, he's a West Coast kid, so it's not going to be easy to flip him and Dan Lanning certainly has things going as he replaced Cristobal in Eugene but we saw Cristobal in Oregon recruit nationally and, and by going after Dickey among many others he's doing the same for Miami and of course the Canes obviously have a West Coast quarterback in the class and five-star Jaden Rashada what can you tell me about Jerry on Dickey's time at Miami and the staff's pursuit of the Ducks commit yeah I think uh, Jaden Rashada is a big reason why Dickey's like really maybe even considering Miami uh you know he did come down uh for a vacation with his family you know he went out on a boat for from what I understand, he, you know, he kind of, you know, went off in the Atlantic, you know, went fishing there, hit a couple spots in Miami, like lakes and stuff to catch a, I think it was like peacock bass or something like that. <laughs> he went fishing. It, it was a whole experience. I think he met with the mayor of the city of Miami. Um, a lot of things were going on here uh, for Jerry and Dickey this weekend, but, you know, he did make it to campus, which was ultimately the bottom line. And, uh, you know, I think that's a really big deal. Again, his second time being down here, he is a West Coast guy, but again, he played that, at least in that OT7, seven on seven yeah. term, he played for the Miami Immortals. He came down to practice with that team, you know, in, I guess, mid-June, and he did make it to campus then. So this is not his first time being around the program, being around Mario Cristobal. Uh, you know, again, I think this is a guy where maybe this is some peer recruiting where Jade, where uh, Jaden Rashad is maybe in his ear, like, hey, man, let's go do this down in South Florida. You know, they, I mean, kind of talking to some people in Miami, there's, I mean, it feels like this class, sometimes the players are the best recruits. I mean, that, the good players want to play with the other good players. I mean, Jaden Rashad is going after a couple top receivers. You know, Jurian Dickey was one of them. I don't know how much time he spent at Miami on Sunday. Did didn't see him there for very long, but when he was there, he was attached to Josh Gaddis, uh, Miami's offensive coordinator and a uh, Broyles award winner back in the 2021 season. So, you know, Miami's definitely working a couple different angles there, but again, Oregon is closer to home. That is where he's committed. And uh, I don't think this, there's anything imminent in terms of him backing off of that. But uh, again, got to get these kids on campus, got to follow the visits. And it seems like Miami's probably the school that's gotten him on campus more than, you know, anyone that's not named Oregon. So I think that's a pretty big deal. And look, talent certainly wants to play with talent. And when right. you have a West Coast quarterback in Jaden Rashada, he's going to try to get that West Coast talent over to South Florida with him. So last one from me, as we've been obviously discussing a lot of a lot of talent on campus for Miami's event, already 16 commits in what is a top 10 class. But from what you've heard about this weekend, do you have eyes on anyone that could potentially be next? You know, did this weekend make such a big impact with like Recruit X that you wouldn't be shocked to see them land? 
land in Miami's class moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything imminent with some of these, you know, top 2023 20, guys. I mean, they had a top two, four, seven cornerback, Damari Brown, who's right there at Plantation American Heritage in Broward County, you know, just maybe 30 minutes away from campus. He was back. He's a Miami legacy. You know, maybe this is one step closer to maybe locking him down. Uh, you know, another top two, four, seven defensive lineman, Jordan Hall, another guy. I don't think anything's imminent with any of those uh, uh, recruitments, but, uh, you know, they did pick up a kicker from, uh, pick up a commitment from a kicker in the 2024 class who's the number one rated player at his position, according to Cole's kicking. And, uh, you know, again, no one at the, no one at the barbecue, but I think there's a couple recruitments now, you know, even over the next seven, you know, to 14 days where I think Miami could be in a pretty good spot with some guys. One person I'm looking at is Connor Liu. He's a, a center target out of Georgia. Auburn's in there. Georgia's in there. Miami's definitely in there. I think Clemson is as well. You know, my sources are kind of feeling good about where the Hurricanes stand right now. I know Auburn has an aviation program that's enticing, but, you know, I think Miami's a team to watch there. Jaden Bonds, who's a four-star safety out of New Jersey, who's going to announce a commitment on August 14th. I think he's one to watch. And, uh, you know, Samson Akinlola, the five-star offensive tackle up in The big fish, really, of it all. The big, I mean, really, the big fish, uh, you know, they feel like they're in a really, really good position there. He hasn't set up any public commitment date, but I wouldn't be surprised if some guys go ahead and make some pledges here before their senior years kick off. Samson Akinlola is one I'm, I'm looking at here over the next, you know, two, three weeks to see if uh, if he moves forward with anything like that. If he does set something up, I'm really going to like where, where Miami is in that recruitment. So a lot of moving pieces still, like you said, 16 members in this class. You know, I think that this thing could really get rolling here soon or just continue to roll downhill. And then, you know, they really want to get uh, move on on that 2024 class. I think they're doing a good job there as well. Yeah, Miami and Mario Cristobal certainly putting in a lot of effort on the recruiting trail. And so far, it, it certainly paid off. You can follow him on Twitter at Gabby Yerudia 247 and make sure to check out InsideTheU.com for everything Miami recruiting Miami football. Gabby, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Lance. So for our guests, Andrew Hattersley and Gabby Yerudia, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Thank you.